Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios in beautiful Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 45, recorded the week of Monday, January 16th, 2023. Happy MLK Day, everybody. I'm David Leip, and show number 45 features in, in the studio with me right now from Dupo Football, the head coach, Zach Klostermeyer. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Guest number two tonight, another football coach from Collinsville, the Cahawk, Colton Rhodes. And big thanks to partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East and three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and you love it. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a story idea, email me at mespdave at gmail.com. Some of the best guest ideas I've had have been emails from you. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com and please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right. Coach Zach just completed his first year at Dupo High School. Zach Klostermeyer, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. First of all, am I, am I butchering your last name? Oh, no. Klostermeyer, yeah. Klostermeyer, I yep. got it right. Former, a former CM yes, Eagle. Sir. Yes, sir. Just finished your first year. Yes, sir. And you've been busy lately. You just got married. Yeah, too. yeah. Last weekend. So it's been a full of firsts this year. So it's been interesting. No honeymoon. No honeymoon. Got to wait until uh, school's over because I'm a teacher as well. So um, it'll be end of school, honeymoon, football. So bang, And she bang, bang. knows what she's getting into. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, we've been together for three years. So um, when we started dating, I was doing three sports. Um, so I'd go straight into, you know, no, no rest. And uh, she got used to it quick. And uh, this is the first year I'm only doing one. And I think she's <laughs> going to be pretty thankful for it once we legitimately. Well, she's a lucky gal. What's her name? Uh, Rachel. Yep. Yep. Where's the honeymoon going to be? Uh, we're going to the Dominican. Yep. So I'm pretty excited. I've never been out of the country. Um, so it'll be sweet. It'll be a I'm good looking, time. I'm looking forward to it. Good for you. Yeah. All right. But you are here to talk about the awesome season you had at Dupo. Uh, five and five? Yes. Overall? Yep. yep. But the big news was you qualified for the playoffs. And Correct. that was been the first time, in, first time since 2012 yep. for the school. So it felt good for the town. It felt good for the program. Mm-hmm. You describe it. Um, man, I don't know. I, I haven't, I don't know that I've actually been asked to put it into real words yet. You know, um, it's kind of, it seems like it was yesterday, but it seems like it was 10 years ago for me, um, right now. Um, you know, had no idea what it was going to be like coming here my first year. Um, you know, got to the point I was at CM as an assistant and, um, running the junior high program as well. Um, got to the point where I kind of felt like I was ready to make the next jump um, and got the opportunity at Dupo and ran into a good group of seniors where they already had the foundation laid. All they needed was just, you know, somebody to point them in the right direction, and uh, it worked out. So um, could have very easily been 7-2, and two, could have very easily been uh, the polar opposite, 3 and whatever, 6. So we landed in the middle, qualified, um, ran into a buzz saw at Camp Point, but um, you know that's a program that's been a program for twenty five years. So Camp Point or Camp Point Central, Central yep. where is that? Uh, oh man, it's like thirty minutes east of Quincy. Okay, yeah. So I mean, it's and a that's hall. a team that put up ninety points in their first two yeah playoff um, games. I, I'm I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was like three forty eight to. 62 or something their regular season for against I mean it was something insane and it was um 
one team had like 28 of those points. They had like half of them. So, I mean, I think they threw a shutout in like three or four games this yeah. season. So. Yeah, they were they 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 were definitely a force to be reckoned with for you guys. But you had a lot of th- you had a lot of positives this season on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. How would you describe the play of your team this year? Um, you know, overall, I was really happy with them. Um, we, you know, especially first year, we came in and changed a lot of things. We went away from a lot of what they did years prior. Um, I don't know how much you know about Dubo football before this year, but it was a lot of just, hey, our running back's better than everybody else. We're just going to go. And, um, you know, we had to teach Logan how to actually kind of follow some guys around understand how to set some blocks up and then go instead of just here's 11 guys coming at your nose, you know. So you're still um, running the ball primarily. You're still not throwing the ball around the yard, but right. you're but you're changing your running scheme a little mm-hmm. bit at least. Yep. Um, yeah, they went – they were a lot of, you know, like I said, just dive, snap it right to Logan, number nine, give it to, get him the ball as fast as possible, get behind blockers. Um, this year we went away from that. Um, we had a pretty talented freshman, Deegan Prater, at quarterback, um, letting him – you know, probably do some things he he may not have been ready for. Um, let him read some DNs and all kinds of stuff like that and letting those two just be more athletic than a lot of people. Logan Stevens had 1,183 yards. And Deegan Prater, yeah, what about the decision to start a freshman at quarterback? That took some courage on your part. Yeah, um, I mean, if you talk to him, he's, he's not a freshman. If you looked at him, you'd be like, well, that kid's a junior or a senior. Um, physically, that's what he looks like already. Um, you know, he, he has some maturing to do, obviously, as all kids do when they're 15 years old. Um, but he's a good kid. He does what he's told. He's, you know, one of the first people there. He does the senior type stuff as a freshman. So, um, you know, that it made that decision not easy, but, you know, he, he was ahead of everybody else. And then, um, I know a lot of people are like, well, he didn't, even, he didn't even play quarterback in the playoff game. I don't know if you know that or not. I did not. Yeah, so um, he got hurt in the Chester game playing defense. And so we played Sparta the next week, and they were down this year. They were they had they had talent, but they were down. And um, so we started our backup, and he only played defense because we were, okay. cause we were like, well, we can protect him. Which some people are like, what? Protect him on defense? It doesn't make any sense. But his, his injury was to his leg, and we didn't want people diving at his legs while he's carrying the ball. So he didn't play any quarterback in week nine. Week 10 comes around. Like, I have no idea what to do. Like, I don't, do we go back to him? Do we leave Ashton in? Ashton did a good job. Um, and the final decision was to leave him, uh, you know, not playing quarterback and to let him do some stuff at receiver and to kind of hand him the ball a little bit and here and there. That way he was um, a little more effective defensively because we knew that's where we would need more help um, against Camp Point. So – it was a lot of decisions I wish I would not have had to make, but it is what it is. So, How about I feel like your team won a lot of close games like you talked about. Could have been just the other way, three or four games. How was your team able to win all those close ones? Um, well, like I said, uh, the eight seniors, and they all played. Um, so, you know, when you have a – especially at a 1A school, when you have eight kids that are all senior – um, they've played together for four years. They, um, you know, already have that foundation built. Um, they were really our catalyst for everything. You know, when we needed something to happen, you know, you could kind of look at Logan and uh, some of those other kids, Connor Schmidt and um, Sam Stoffel, and you could just be like, you know, hey, we need this done right now, and they would do it. Um, and I think it's something that we kind of – as soon as I got there, it was kind of my my uh, objective or goal, kind of, I guess, to, you know, hey, let's just play hard. Let's do what we're taught. You know, let's do what we're coached to do, and let's see how things go this year, you know, because I'm learning with you. It's not – it's, you know, I don't know more than you do. I do, but not like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we're all going to run into something at some point, and we know that there's going to be adversity somewhere. It's how do we overcome it, you know what I mean? It's how do we overcome it. Um, how do you stay positive? Because everybody knows something negative happens at a football game at some point in time. So there was a ton of, you know, thought and um, practice, for the lack of a better word, of 
oh, crap, this happened. Okay, we need something positive immediately following it. And I think that paid off because we had a lot of times where, you know, we could not give up a touchdown here, give up a touchdown. Okay, well, now we got to, you know, go down and score. Um, the perfect example is in the Nokomis game where, um, you know, <clears throat> we had to um, go down with, I don't even remember, like two minutes and 20-something seconds left. Um, go down and score. Freshman quarterback. Freshman quarterback. Go down and score. Who took the opening kick to the house, by the way, at, in that game. Um, go down with two minutes and whatever left. Score. I'm like, boy. 34-30. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to score. Play action pass, two pat over the top. Looking back on it, now that I've watched the film several times, obviously, I'm like, boy, I'm glad we didn't tackle because we, we had a kid there to tackle him at like the six. And I'm like, okay, well, if we if we would have tackled him, we wouldn't have scored. So, you know, <laughs> it, it works out, you know. It, and at the time, you're like, ah, you know, just freaking out about it. But I was like, you know, it, it's just insane. Like I said, just staying calm under pressure, um, you know, and I'm not going to say that that was me because I – 100%, this is a true story. Um, we get the ball back with a minute and 12 or whatever it was, and we're on like the, I don't know. We didn't, the return was horrible. So we were on like the 14 or the whatever it was, and um, the kids come off. I call a timeout for some reason. or we're, There's a stoppage is what I'm trying to say. And the kids come off, and they're all, hey, we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. I got coaches in my headset talking. And I, like, literally just, like, flip my headset up and go, like, to the kids. I'm, like, stop talking. Stop. Like, I have to, <laughs> like, I my brain is, I'm going 1,000 mile an hour right now. And uh, they all did. And um, I think I did end up running one of the plays that they said. But, you know, so I will give them their credit. Um, but, yeah, just to be able to just, you know, hone in and get down it was, it was unreal. It was one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, for sure. Was it so much harder to be the guy who's in charge of the emotional mood of the whole team now? Yeah, was this like yeah, was definitely. was this the hardest thing that you had to learn as being a head coach? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, so much of being a head coach is not the actual X and O of football. Um, you know, it's like you said, the emotional. It's controlling. You know, oh. So, you know, Johnny's girlfriend broke up with him in seventh hour, and we have a game in two hours. You know, how do, you, how do we overcome it? And um, I, don't, I don't think I still have the answer for that, but, you know, um, you definitely don't in one year. You know, I'm lucky to have a lot of guys that, um, you know, I grew up uh, being coached by and still talk to and I'm still friends with that, you know, when things like that would happen, I would give them a phone call and um, – you know, several of them are 30 years into their career already. Um, <clears throat> and it's special, I think, for me to have guys like that, um, you know, because I'm 26, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not like You're I'm – You're a first-year head coach. Yeah, it's not like I'm a first-year head coach at 40. Right. So, you know, I, some of these things I've not even experienced. And so it's, it's – You're learning on the fly. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation. Who are some of these co- – well – I want to talk about you. But yeah. first, I got to talk about Rosenthal License Service. No one likes waiting in line at the DMV, and now you don't have to. Go see the state certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends at Rosenthal License Service or give them a call at 656-6163. And are you a golfer? I am, yeah. You ever played at Oakbrook? I have, yeah. You love it? I, I, it's, yeah, it's very nice. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, 
best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. You're a golfer. Yeah, I love to golf. I golfed yesterday, actually. <laughs> good for you. Uh, that's all right. You're the topic of this next segment. Sounds good. You're a football player from Civic Memorial High School. Yes, sir. A good one. An all-conference player. Appreciate it. Right? Yeah. Yep. Did you play in college? I did. Where'd or, you play? Uh, I went to Northwest Missouri State. Yep. That's right. It's in my notes here. For that. <clears throat> and what position were you? Uh, well, in high school, I did a little bit of everything. Um, played a little quarterback, played a little running back, played some linebacker. That's what I was good at was linebacker probably um if you ask people that watched me um in college I played uh started as a D lineman made it like two days into camp uh head coach says hey you look pretty uncomfortable I said yeah because I've never played there um flipped over to the offensive side of the ball played we had like a B back like the wing back up back spot um so got to block and run and catch the ball and that was way more natural for me um and then uh I don't know, like, how much digging you did on my history stuff, but um, <clears throat> I only played for a year. Um, tough family stuff going on. My dad passed away when I was a senior in high school. Um, so being away was awful for me that first year. Not Like, not only was I six hours away from home, but, uh, you know, I was still dealing with all that. Um, you know, looking back, had he been around still, no way that I, he would have ever let me quit because he knew, you know, and it, it – at that point, is it is it quitting? Is it still quitting when you're in college? I don't know if it is or not, but, um, you know, and I tell my kids that. They're like, well, hey, like, did you play in college? I'm like, yeah, well, I only played for a year, and I tell them the story. And uh, they're like, man, like, you know, you're still a football coach, though? And I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't football. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I loved football. Um, I just had to take care of some other things, you know, and mentally um, when I was there, just wasn't fantastic. Um, I ended up going back and not playing. So I was here for a year, went to SIUE, um, started coaching with uh, Coach Winslow at CM, who was my head coach. Um, and then <clears throat> kind of spun my education into education. And um, they weren't offering physical education at SIUE. Um, I was going to have to get like a specialist degree and go for like six years to be a PE teacher and coach football. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, so ended up being the way, you know, got better mentally with, you know, with mom, sister, um, and went back to Northwest and then finished my three and a half years there that have been home since. So, so it kind of seems like you knew pretty early you wanted to be a, a PE teacher and a high school football coach. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, it kind of, uh, it spun that direction. Um, my uncle owns a bunch of physical therapy clinics. He's been a physical therapist for a long time. Um, so that's what I started with, you know, um, the helping others and being around athletes and stuff like that, along with the money kind of, you know, that kind of drew me in, um, did a lot of shadowing, didn't like it. Um, kind of spun into like strength and conditioning. Um, I've always been a weight room guy. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, still do it as a non-athlete still. Um, and then I had to take, while well, I was at SIUE, actually, I had to take like an education class for strength and conditioning and I loved it. So it was more of the actual teaching the strength and conditioning opposed to just performing it. Um, and that's kind of what made me flip over. So and how it's been so far for you? You've you're you're loving coaching, and yep. and just even though you've been a head coach for just one year, you yeah. see yourself doing this for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the teaching part is getting way more difficult. Um, I will be honest. I and I'm tier like the new tier of retirement and everything else. So like I think I have to teach until I'm like 67, which is insane. Um, <laughs> I, I'll probably be dead before then, so it's fine. But I'll have a heart attack on the sideline before then, but it's all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I love it. It's awesome. Um, I was, uh, like I said, I was coaching even before I was out of college when I came home. Um, 
I probably was coaching more than I was going to school, which was bad. Um, you know, that it's probably a good thing that I ended up going back to Northwest because I was able to get my education done and stuff. And, um, you know, did really well there. Um, not so much here at SIUE. I was commuting. It was rough. I, I did not like it. Um, I know there's a lot of people that like SIUE. I'm not knocking SIUE at all. Um, but uh, it wasn't the best place for you yeah, at that just, time yeah, in your just, life. Yeah, you had a lot going on. Correct. It just wasn't. For sure. Yeah, it wasn't a fit for me. I didn't live over here, which made it rough, you know. Um, I only lived in Bethalto, so it's a 10-minute drive. But right. still, right. Um, yeah. And immediately jumped into coaching, knew I loved it. Um, I When I first started, when I decided I was going to do um, education, I wanted to coach baseball. And, like, I was going to pursue the head coach, like, base, being the baseball side of it more because um, I played both in high school. Um, baseball and football, no winter sport, no wrestling. Uh, I played basketball until I was a sophomore. So um, I just realized I wasn't going to play college basketball. So I was like, eh. The other two, I, I could have played either or in college. Um, so that's kind of where that decision Why'd you pick football? Uh, I, don't, I think I felt personally that I was, I was better at it. Um, and the school slash scholarship side was bigger. So I think that's kind of what, you know, at 17, it's hard to tell a kid not to take as much money as he can get. You know what I mean? So so you didn't play for Parmentier. You played for Correct. Winslow. Winslow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, was think, Winslow. I was thinking you played for, for no. Coach Parmentier. No, Parm was right after me. Did Coach Win- Winslow have something to do with you making this decision to become a coach? Um, yeah, he did. He did. Um, to be honest with you, um, probably my number one person that's that that in my life is um, John Bomberger. Um, he is the what is he now? Super, the uh, principal at this is bad. I should know this. He's either at Mount Olive or um, still in Jerseyville. I can't remember. I think he's in Mount Olive now. Um, but he was a he was my middle my middle school my eighth grade basketball coach, and um, he was the guy that I was like you know that's a guy that I want to be. And Your eighth grade basketball coach yeah. had the biggest influence on yeah. you, motivated you. Mm-hmm. What did he teach you? Oh, man, just a lot of stuff about life. I mean, we just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran some more and played defense and just got after people and were playing. You know, and you won? And we won. We were Yeah, we were really good, actually. Um, and just – Taught me a lot of worth work ethic, you know, and stuff like that. And I was getting that at home anyway. My dad was super hard on me. Um, and he and he would be my other person, obviously, you know, because he coached everything up until I was in high school. Um, but, yeah, he was, the, he was the one teacher and the coach. And I have many. I can name several, you know. But um, he – I told him that he was invited to the wedding actually last week, and I told him that. I said, man, you're – I said, I don't know if I've ever actually told you, but – you're the reason I do what I do. I said, so if you don't take anything, if like anything else out of me, I said, just know you, it worked somewhere. What did he say? He, I think he was pretty touched by he it. He said I was shocked. Yeah. I thought you'd never amount to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I think he was pretty, pretty touched by it. I mean, oh, good for you. Yeah. So That's we, nice. yeah, we have a good relationship. That's good. So good for you. And what about your vision for this program for next year? Because, you got a lot returning. I'm I'm looking at what you got coming back. Um, eight kids coming back next year. Yeah. Uh, so we lose eight. Like I said, those um, eight seniors. Um, we lose those eight. We lose um, almost two thousand all-purpose yards out of the backfield. You know, Logan Stevens is got the freshman back though. Yeah, we get the freshman back, um, and he's he's going to be something you're going to have to focus on, obviously for sure. Um, Describe his game. Man, he's – it's just like you don't know how to game plan against it because he makes really bad-looking plays turn into really good results. We're talking about freshman quarterback from Dupo, Deegan Prater. Yeah. And is he playing basketball right now? He is playing basketball and will right he now. play baseball or track? He, yeah. I, baseball I've, I've heard – I think he's going to run and play baseball, actually. Um, I've heard that that's his best sport. I haven't seen him play how baseball tall is yet. He? Uh, six foot. So, Still growing or not? I would say yes, probably. I think he'll be six one, six two, probably. He's probably six foot one seventy, one seventy five. And right where now. did he play on defense? 
Well, about everywhere. Okay. Um, we started him at like free safety because we didn't want him to get touched very much. Um, and he's just a freak athlete. So we're like, you know, go get the ball. Um, did you know that about this kid before he got to high school? I did not. I did not know until I did the interview. And I, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, I knew any of these kids before. Okay, I so I mean, you, so at the at the job interview, they say, "Hey, by the way, we've got this kid who's a yeah. freshman, and you're going to play him at quarterback, probably." Yeah. yeah, pretty much. They're like, they, I, you know, because you ask that, you're like, "Okay, what are the incoming eighth graders look like?" And he is obviously the first name they talk about. Um, and my AD, um, Jill Ware, she's like, "Well, if he walked in right now, you'd not know that he was an eighth grader. You'd be like, oh, that kid's a junior.'" And uh, I was like, oh, wow, okay, you know, so I had pretty high expectations. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know if you've ever seen Briar Arview play from CM. No. He, I literally thought it was Briar when he walked in. They even look alike. And I was like, holy cow. And and Briar Arview. Yeah. That, so, is a, that is a fantastic name. Yeah, yeah. That kid, he just signed at Western uh, Kentucky to play baseball. Um, I believe he also made the – I'll butcher it and his dad will kill me. But it's like some traveling USA fall league bait. I don't know. But he's a stud. Kid's cool. A, kid is legit. So that's my plug for CM Baseball. Nick Smith and I are really tight. So I don't know if you talked to Nick yet or not. But so Have not. Yeah. Are you still a Bethalto guy? Yeah, I am. I, I still live there. So I only live like three blocks from the high school. Um, you know, uh some people know it, some people don't, but, uh, you know, they went through the Parm transition. Um, I applied for it, um, interviewed. I thought it went really well. Um, a lot of other people thought it went really well. Had a lot of support because, I, like I said, I was running the junior high program. Um, I was already an assistant there. Um, and they went the other route. They went with Coach Reinhardt. Um, you know, can't blame them. Why, I mean, resume is unreal. Probably one of the best ones in the state if you had to look at it. Um, you know, it was obviously really hard for, hard for me because I am from there, played there. Um, I just wanted to see that program be successful. Um, I probably would go back if I got the opportunity to, you know, um, at some point. And the, and the people at Dupo know that. I mean, it's that's home. It's hard to not be there, you know what I mean? Um, but right now the focus is definitely building up Dupo. Um, it would be tough for you to leave right now, though. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely not. I'm not saying like tomorrow or anything crazy like that, but uh, yeah, for sure. You know, when you have a freshman quarterback, it's hard. You know, that's your building block. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people keep asking me though, like, you know, how are we replacing Logan? And I'm like, well, you don't replace a kid that's all conference. Probably should have been an all state kid. Um, you know, he had better stats than a couple of the kids on the all state team. Um, my answer for that is we're not going to replace him. We're just going to try to replicate it. So I'm going to really, we're really going to be trying to get probably three guys that equal that amount of yards instead of, you know, just having, um, one kid that's going to be carrying the tote that long. So we'll see though. You might end up throwing a little bit more too, if you got this kid at quarterback, right? That's, that's pretty much the game plan. Um, I'm a big air raid guy, so you know, that's kind of where my, my concepts and everything come from. Um, honestly, if you've watched much of the college the playoff, um, the TCU stuff is what we do a lot. Um, so a lot of the quarterback run game with the, the GT counter and all that good stuff, I don't know how technical you are, I don't know. But um, a lot of that kind of stuff, letting him read it, let him do what he wants. Um, obviously he's young, so we're not putting a ton of reads on him. Um, it's usually just one, one, you know, like I was talking about earlier, one end, one linebacker. Um, it's pretty easy. He takes a step. We're going to throw it. He doesn't take a step. We hand it off, uh, stuff like that. Um, was it a transition for you to go from larger schools to 1A football? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's difficult because, you know, you, especially me being a young first-year head coach, um, it's challenging to judge talent levels like watching film, to be honest with you. Like, I'm a, I need to see people in, you know, in person to judge film and not knowing a lot of the schools that we played, you know, not knowing the history of a lot of them and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously, when I was helping do all the stuff at CM, I played there, so I knew all the schools that we were playing. Um, you know, I knew 
older siblings of the kids that we were playing against and stuff like that, you know. So, um, but you had to learn about Chester and Sparta yeah, and right. Redbud and Carlisle because you weren't playing these these teams for the most part. Correct. Yeah. So you know, um, and what about I, the style though, and the and the and the athletes that you yeah. had out. I mean, it's fewer athletes. How many kids did you have in your entire program? We had twenty six. Twenty six in your entire in program, our whole program. Nine, so no nine, JV team then, obviously. Nope. We're playing one yep. one team. Nine through 12. And are most of the teams in your conference, in the Cahokia Conference, the Kaskaskia Division, mm-hmm. aren't, is that, are you about no. the same size? No. Smaller? Yeah. Our our school size, okay, so there. this is going to get complicated for a second. There's three divisions in the um, Cahokia. Okay. Okay, so... There's the big school division. I think that's the Mississippi. Mississippi. Right. Um, so that's like Roxana, Wood River, uh, Columbia. Freeburg. Freeburg and Bree Central. Right. Okay. And then there's the medium, which is where we play football. So Chester, Westland, Sparta, us, Carlisle. Did I miss one? Steelville, New Athens, Marissa. Any of those? Okay. So that's the third one. Okay. And I don't even know what that one's called because they don't play football. And so school size wise, we're in the smallest one. So like basketball, baseball, everything else plays in that smallest bracket. But football, you play in the middle one. But um, Oakville doesn't play football, so we slot up for football and play in that medium. Because you're good at football. Well, we were we were okay last year. I mean, but <laughs> I'm not. I I don't know the 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 last ten years say. It's been a struggle. It's been yeah. a challenge. Yeah, it's been a struggle. Huh. Yeah. Will your schedule be the same next year? Uh, no, it is not. So um, week one, Oblong jumped into a conference. So we're not playing Oblong this year. We are going to be playing, um, she just told me, Riverdale, which I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't even, haven't even dove into it yet. Um, week two this year, we went to Rova. Um, which is way up north, and they also jumped into a conference. Will you play Madison again? We will play Madison again, and they were tough, let me tell you. Just like you. They were good. First-round losers of yeah. the, in the playoffs. They were tough. And they got in only playing eight games. They didn't have a week one game. They were five and three. Right. And but they got their wins. I know. Oh, I know. I know. That defense, man, that defense was tough. tough, tough. They're fast, so fast. And it's just how many kids they have on their in their program, do you know? I don't know. I'd probably guess forty ish is what it looked like, if I had to guess. But I don't their know. Their school that. I think is the same size as yours. It might even be a little smaller, yeah. to be honest with you. I think it is. Yeah, to be honest. And then um week nine, Nokomis got into a conference as well. So we're still looking for a week nine. So shout out to anybody that anybody that listens doesn't have week nine yet and it's not huge. Give you a call. <laughs> Give me a call. So. Give Zach Klosterman yeah, at uh, yeah. Dupo a call. Yeah. So we're we're, we're which is which kind of sucks. I was looking forward to, um, kind of having that with Nokomis because we are similar size schools. Um, it's kind of a contradicting, uh, you know, background at both schools. Like we're a little bit more city mixture ish, and they're very country. You know. And it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Like, I'm not I'm not one that is you know, we got home cooked, but <laughs> we we beat the refs and Nakomas that night. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you. So, um, it was like I said it, earlier when you asked me, it was that was probably one of the coolest sports moments I've ever been a part of. So it was it was very it was very fun. All right, I want to talk to you about the, all the fun you're having at Dupo, but first I got to thank partner. Cassins Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car, check out Cassins Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassins.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a van anyplace else or a Jeep or a truck, anything. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent 
today. All right, so you got married last weekend. Yep. You're still married. Yes, sir. Well, that first week is the hardest. Yeah, that's what made that's, it a week. That's what I felt like. Well, yeah. It, well, this might be frowned upon from some people, but we careful. We have been living together for uh, two years. So, um, is our audience frowning right now? That's what I'd like. Yeah, to I think, don't know. I think most people. Are I called. think that's pretty modern, right? Like, I think so. Yeah, I think, we're, I think so. it's. I think it's okay. But yeah. how is how has the town of Dupo accepted you? Pretty well. Pretty well. Fitting um, in, getting, yeah. getting along, getting yeah, around. I think so. Um, attended uh, like my fourth booster meeting the other night, so that was fun. Um, and now that you got to the playoffs, I think some people m- might be taking stock in you. I would be. I mean, you've you've turned the program around at least for one year. It feels like. Well, like I said, it's it's not me. It's we had a good group. We've got uh, good assistant coaches. Um, you know, it's going to be a challenge next year. I'm not going to lie. Like we. We are losing a lot of talent. We have kids that are capable, more than capable, of, you know, filling those sho- shoes and replacing those guys. But it's not going to be easy. And especially now, you know, we've shown some cards. You know, guys are going to know what we're going to throw at them now. You know, so um, that makes it a lot more difficult. Um, but, yeah, the the townspeople, they, they've been excellent. Um, our support was really, really good all year. A.D.? Excellent. She's awesome. I love Jill. She's fantastic. I think Jill is one of two female athletic directors in the area that I can think of. The other, uh, Amy Boscolo at mm-hmm. Highland yep. High School. Yep. So uh, good for them. Yeah, she's uh, she's been on the show before. Really? Yeah, she's excellent. She um, she was a big part of me going there. Um, has done bent over backwards helping me. You know, making my first year and move simple um which is you know all you know beyond what you can ask for. right um <clears throat> but yeah principal's excellent superintendent's excellent um i yeah i've enjoyed it it's been it's been a lot of fun so far um we're on the we're on the lull as you know like third quarter is the uh is the rough one so it's already and we're only what two weeks into it and so it's, it's already, you think the yeah. third quarter is the tough one? Oh, i think so a lot of people aren't make that argument that the fourth quarter is because like the weather starts getting nice and kids get antsy and whatever else. But mm. I think it's the, I think it's the third quarter. And you're teaching PE how many hours a day? Uh, I actually only have PE two hours a day, but I have the weight room the rest of the time. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are you? Do you have uh, athletic PE there for all the athletes? It's at a, High School. It's a air quote at athletic PE. Okay. But it's like they'll let the just the general student sign up for it as well but it is a you have to sign up for it class <clears throat> so we're trying to break uh break the mold of like if you're in weightlifting that's what we do in weightlifting is we <laughs> lift weights <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're not we're not here to shoot hoops and play on our phone yeah and do tiktoks who are there are there some local coaches that are that you're working with to develop the program that that you want to implement there at Dupo. Um, so actually, I just talked to some of my administration. I need to actually reach out to them. But the the program at Mascuda right now is fantastic. And you're shaking your head like you knew I was going to say that. Um, yeah, they've done a fantastic job over there. Um, I'm lucky that, like I said, some of you know one playing at CM and Scott was the head coach when I was there. Um, when I was at CM, so I'm lucky to have a relationship with him. Um, and Frank has done a really good job over there. Um, you know, I'm sure you they get a lot of shout outs on this show, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so. talk about Frank Campbell, <laughs> former yep. uh, former athletic training and strength coach at, at Arizona, uh, Division One football, and now he's uh, heading things up there at Mascuda. Yeah, and we talk about Scott Battis a lot too on this show. Yeah. So Scott's phenomenal. Yeah, kudos to both those yeah. guys, and and uh, they're doing a fantastic job. And there are other people that have that have athletic PE that's starting to make a big difference. I think Roxana has a yep. really good program. Yeah, Wade's done a good job over there. Um, I, I believe Hellman is still his strength guy, and uh, so he's only a couple years older than me. So I grew up in Bunker Hill, um, and he was at Gillespie. So I I've known him since we were younger, and so that's cool too. It's 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 interesting to know everybody that's kind of yeah you know, on the scene now or however you want to say it. Um, and you guys were all friends back in the day. And that's kind of fun that you, that, that you have those relationships right. and, and that helps you in the long right. run oh, too, definitely. in a, in a, yeah. in a lot of ways. Right. 
All right, Coach. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Good luck uh, next year in Dupo, and good, I appreciate it. Good luck in week number two of your of your <laughs> I marriage. I, I, I hope it. I hope you get through it. That you know, week number one's tough. Week number two is, t- is tougher. Yeah, I got to be honest. Well, with yeah, you. we. Uh, I think you can do it though. Yeah, we've uh, bought a, bought a new bed, hung a TV today, uh, bought a couch, paint in the living room. So yeah, yeah, that sounds like married life. <laughs> So it's been a blast. All right, Coach. Thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, welcome to the studio. The Keller Williams Marquis Coach of the Month, Colton Rhodes of Collinsville. Good to see you, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, and thank you for uh, giving me this Coach of the Month. I really appreciate it. I should have said Collinsville football, Cahawk football head coach. And also joining us is the man from Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Jeb Blasting Game. Thank you. Thank you very much. Former three-sport athlete <laughs> at Granite City High School. Former parent of two students in the Collinsville School District, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Brooke Blasting Game and Jordan Blasting Game both played soccer all four years. A lot of success on the on the soccer pitch. Yeah, they did well. For you and for them in Collinsville. What year did your daughter, and what year did they graduate? It's been a while. It's been a while. Your daughter's a teacher now in Triad, right? Correct. Triad? Teaches third grade in Triad School District. Okay. Well... You and I could talk about uh, the old high school days all night, but we're here to talk. To, we're here to talk to Colton Rhodes. Congrats! Another great year for you. Um, another winning season, nine and one, and then you got to the playoffs and the playoff win, and get to the second round, and you're just the Cahawks are just moving in the right direction and riding riding a crest of energy and 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 success right now. Yeah, it was a fantastic year. I mean, we go eight and one in the regular season, then when when the we win the first uh, playoff game in school history and. Uh, yeah, it was just incredible. The reception this year, was it even, like, do you feel like, I mean, I know in year number one when you got to the playoffs, it, the town was just buzzing, and, and you were like a celebrity. And, like, in year number two, is it continuing to grow, or, or does it feel the same? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about celebrity, but uh, year number one was awesome, and I think getting to the playoffs, it just felt great for everybody, and we had that that ability to get to the playoffs. And then year number two is almost like, uh, you know, we set a standard and we had to meet it and, uh, we met it and made it to the playoffs again. And that was kind of the harp harping point all season long is we wanted to win that first one. That was our big goal. And, uh, we were able to achieve that and it was fantastic. I mean, the, the crowd at the stadium that night was electric. Everybody was there and kids were rushing the field after the game. And it was, it was just awesome to be part of it. What else are you going to remember from this year? Obviously that playoff game was incredible but but what particular moments from this season make it stand out to you um really those uh week eight through week 10 were just incredible like week eight we had a a big overtime win where we went for two in overtime to to get the win and then week nine we didn't have a lead till there was a minute and 30 left in the game so we won that one and then came into week 10 in the playoffs and uh we're able to we're able to hold them off our offense kind of stalled out there at the end the defense just stood on their head all, all game long and, and led us to victory. Was that Centennial where you went for two? Yeah, so Centennial, I mean, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. It was a tight game. We had, like, three turnovers in the first half. Uh, we end up being able to kick a field goal as time expires, and we just miss it, just barely. So we go into overtime, and uh, they score first, so we get the ball back, and uh, we decide uh, we score, you know, on third down there, and we're just like, hey, let's let's win it here. What what was your kicker thinking? Come on, coach, give me a chance. I, I, I'm <laughs> sure he I'm sure he was thinking, give me a chance, but also like so as soon as we went out for the coin toss, I was talking to my captains there with me at the coin toss and I said, Hey, uh, if we win this, we're gonna choose to defend. If they score and if they score and they go for one, we're we're gonna go for two and win this. And they were all in. So it all happened. Uh it was that was a crazy game. The last three those three weeks, eight, nine, ten were almost like a movie. Uh we had an injury in week eight there. My quarterback went down uh in overtime uh and uh so we put the backup in and the backup quarterback colby anderson who's been a three-year starter for me at quarterback except for his senior year uh made a heck of a throw and then jerry richardson made an unbelievable flipping diving catch for two-point conversion to to win the game that's how the game went those those two yeah those those two were the were the game winners in in week eight and it was it was incredible great kids had them both on the show earlier in the fall at your recommendation and you were right they are they were a couple of uh, characters on the microphone fun kids i'm really happy for them and shout out to jerry's girlfriend who's a tennis player for the chaos because he told me that she played tennis and so then i said hey 
which one of you girls is uh, friends with Jerry Richardson? And she she met, she uh, introduced herself. So good for her. Good good for them. And good good for your whole athletic department. It feels like a lot of things are going in the right direction. Yeah, we're we're all starting to gather together, and we're all building together. And I mean, Clay Smith does a great job as the athletic director, and uh, the whole athletic department is just kind of continuing to grow. All of our sports are getting better, and we're just continuing to work hard and uh, just try and be the best we can be. So it's awesome to see this community continue to grow. Jeb, you know Clay? Another oh, yeah. Grant, he, another Granite City soccer player, right? Oh, yeah, and he coached my daughter at Council. Very good. Great guy. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so what do you got coming back for next year? Um, so we're going to lose. We're going to lose both Colby and Jerry, who have been a big part of us the past two seasons, and then we're going to lose a lot of our offensive line. But outside of that, we should have we'll have the majority of our defense back and the majority we're gonna have all of our offensive skill guys back besides Jerry and Colby. So as long as we can build up the line, which is obviously very important, but as long as our young guys continue to work hard, which they have been, um, I'm not gonna be uh, I'm not disappointed in what we've got coming back next year. We should have, you know, six starters or so on each side of the ball coming back, which is what you love to see. Is the culture where you want it going into year number three? Um, pretty much. Like, uh, I've been, you know, I've harped a lot on building leaders and that type of thing. So we're going to continue to do that. And I've got, it's just, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth in the program the past two years. So if we can keep that going, get the young kids involved, get those young kids built up. And, uh, hopefully the middle school class is ready to go because we're going to keep growing here. All right. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, the chance to serve you. They've got offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. Still true? Still true. Actually, up to 165 agents. 160. The Blasting <laughs> Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families. What's that number up to now? Because this 11, was 11,000. 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing. True story. They sold it before it went on the market. <laughs> and they helped us find the perfect home. And they can do the same for you. Honestly, they were patient. They took us to house. They took us to houses after houses. If I said I didn't like it, they didn't pressure me. It was awesome. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Still true? Close. <laughs> We're getting there. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. Trust me on that one. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. How's the market right now, bud? It's picking back up. During December, it slowed down, but rates started to drop a little bit, and we're seeing some more activity. So good time to sell. Good time to sell. Give him a call. He's going to sell your house quick. You like your house? I, I do like market. my house. <laughs> but if I do need to put it on the market, I know who to call this now. This is the guy. This is the guy. Let's talk about your leadership style as a football coach because I think you're a little bit different. I think you're, you're, you're a football coach. But I think some of the stuff you talked about got my attention. You gave a book to all your players to read. Yes, sir. starters. Yes. Yeah, so and it wasn't the playbook. No, it wasn't. I gave them those too. Um, but yeah, so we did that and I'm going to start that book back up here. We'll probably have, we're going to have our new book out and hopefully February I'm doing. What was my, the book you read last time? Uh, it was the championship of culture. It was, uh, it was the seven greatest champ or seven greatest traits of champions. Um, it's kind of just studied all over these dynasties from soccer to football, to basketball, all the dynasties in, in, um, the major sports. And did you give that to every guy on your team or was this just on your leadership council? Just on the leadership council. Okay. And explain to the, to the listeners what the leadership council is. So the leadership council, um, during the off season, I make the kids apply to it because in my personal opinion, I don't think if you, I don't think you can just be a captain if you don't want to be like, if your teammates just vote you on a captain, but you don't want to be a captain, you're not going to be great at it. That's my personal opinion. And so I make the kids apply to be captains of the team. And uh, so they've gone through the application process, and we just did interviews for the uh, the leadership council this week. So we're going to finalize those interviews and uh, pick pick some leaders for this upcoming season, and then uh, we'll have the books hopefully ready by uh, February is the goal. How many will you pick? It's going to be either 10 or 12. Uh, I like even numbers. 
So I've got I've got uh, nine selected right now. So we're kind of trimming down the to the last three, and then we had eighteen applicants this year. So it's up. Last year I had fourteen, so this year I had eighteen. So it's up a little bit from last year, which is awesome to see. Do you try to get it a certain number, an equal number from the offensive and the defensive sides of the ball? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily. I kind of I would I would love to have like a mix of positions. That way I've got like at least one at every individual station, hopefully. Um, but also I, I want the guys that just really want it. I want the guys that care for the team and they're, uh, they're going to have their ability to serve the team. Because in my opinion, that's the most important uh, trait of a leader is just your ability to serve the team. Hmm. And how many this year are you going to keep? 10 or 12, you said? Yeah, 10 or 12 is the goal. You like the even number. See, I'm thinking the opposite. I would pick an odd number. Okay. So that if we had to vote for something... Smart, but that's you know yeah, that's, hey. you, you do it your way. Your way, your way has been working for you. Yeah, it has. Be- because the bottom line is your way is working for you. It has, and uh, I never even thought about it that way. So, but I, because I have used the leadership council to vote on certain things, if if I not for sure this is going to work for the team, I'll ask the leadership council like, hey, what's your guys' opinion on this? And if they think completely different than me, and I'm like, wow, I should, you know, I this is what the team thinks because. They're the kids. They're the ones who know exactly what the team thinks. So I tend to tend to go with them on those routes. It sounds very Iroquois to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get I get how you could say that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's just kind of the way I'm trying to build this team and make it a player-led team because I think if, if they feel like they're a part of it, they're going to care for it that much more. They lead it. They care for it. They love it. They're going to fight harder for it. They, they buy in for it. Exactly. That's the goal. If I can get all of them to buy in for it and them to care about their teammates and them to want to serve their teammates and their teammates then see that I have all these captains caring for me and trying to make me better and trying to make this team better, we're all going to be better as a whole. It's kind of like you with the 165 agents. How do you get them all to play for the, play for the right team? Same thing. We have an agent leadership council, and we have uh, four or five agents that basically lead the office. Wow. Yep. And how do you pick them? Uh, it goes on uh, the volume, what they're sold, how many years they've been in the business, what they provide back to the company. How about that? You guys are you guys are on the exact same page. Who influenced you to develop your leadership council? Did you play for a coach that, that did this for you? Did you read about it? So, no. Um, after my first year being the head coach, my biggest, like, reflection on the season was that it was – so much me trying to get the kids doing the right thing all the time. And I needed some kids to help me out. And so um, going to clinics and that type of thing in the off season, I found one that was like, Hey, how to develop leaders and how to have a leadership council. And I was like, okay, like, let me go see this. So I went and watched it and um, it was a head coach at Jackson, Missouri. Uh, He just stepped down and moved to Arkansas to be head coach there now. Um, But he, had this idea of this leadership council and I just kind of took it and kind of made it our own for Collinsville. And, uh, we're just continuing to kind of build on it, change it as we need to and go from there. Just one book a year for the, for the leadership council. As of right now, just one book a year. We'll see how that, how that changes from now, but yeah. Do they have to be on a certain page by a certain date? You start, you're starting to sound like an English teacher and not a weight, not a weight strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. So I think we'll generally this year, I think we're going to read it together. So uh, we'll we'll have our meetings hopefully weekly. Um, still determining what time works best for everybody. With everybody playing multiple sports, you got basketball players, you got wrestlers right now in season. Uh, I'm thinking about meeting once a week in the morning before school. That way we don't have to worry about trying to meet on Saturday or Sunday when kids are supposed to be either off or practicing or what have you. That way, uh, you know, we can kind of g- keep them focused on their in season sport, but also getting ready for football in the future. Man, so what time would you be talking about before school? You better have – I know what's going to get kids there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, school Donuts. starts at 7.30. Exactly. <laughs> you got to get them breakfast. Uh, school starts at 7.30, so we'd probably meet around 6.30 just to, just to get there in time. Those better be some good donuts for me to get there at 6.30. <laughs> any pe- be a good book, too. I any know. penalty if you're late? Uh, I haven't had a penalty yet, but I also haven't had that problem yet because these are the kids that care about the team. If you're going to care that much and show that you care that much, uh, you're going to be there on time and do what you can. Will the schedule look this look the same next year for the Cayhawks? I'm looking at last year's schedule right now. You started off playing Belleville East. Will you play them? We will play them. We play them week one this year, and uh, it'll be at Belleville East again. So it'll be a, a good, tough test to start the season off. 
Wait, you played them at home last year? Yeah. Okay. That, that's a home and home. Then you're going through Granite City, Mattoon, uh, Charleston. You'll play Alton again? We do not play Alton next year. So Alton's off our schedule next year. We've got a, we've got a new schedule in the works next year. We're going to play a lot of uh, different teams, including the South 7 Conference. We will play Granite again, and we'll play Triad again. Okay. Centralia? Yep. So we'll play Centralia. They're South 7. Talk about the last game you of the year that you played, a 44-15 second-round playoff loss to Brother Rice. What will you have to improve upon to beat them next year? Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was just a great experience for us. You know, you, you drive four, four and a half hours up to Chicago, and uh, you play a really, really good team. So, uh, obviously, the travel, I'm not going to say it affected us or anything like that, but uh, it was difficult. You, you drive that long and expect to get off the bus and be ready to play, it's going to be tough. So, uh, we're going to have to build on that experience and just continue to do the little things right. Because as soon as you start messing up the little things, the things we practice every single day, things we harp on as coaches, that's that's what's going to get you. And uh, we played a team that was just really, really good. And you just can't have any mistakes against a team that good. And you weren't shut out. You put up 15 points. Yeah, and, and we had our chances there. We just offensively, we kind of we kind of stalled a couple times. And uh, we, we had the momentum there right after halftime when we scored that, that quick touchdown to, uh, to kind of bring us back. And then uh, defensively, just they had, we just had a couple big plays. We had a couple lapses in coverage. We had a couple misassignments in the run game, and it just, just gave them those opportunities. And uh, we had a couple we couldn't capitalize, and they capitalized on all of theirs. Do you feel different than you did going into this job year number one, going into year number three, do you feel like an, like a like a tougher, wiser coach? Uh, definitely wiser. I mean, gosh, that first year, you, I just put my feet down and I didn't stop running. That's how it felt like that first year. And now I feel like I've, I've got my, my feet under myself a little bit and I know what I'm doing and I know how to reflect on it and kind of build from what I've got. So, so that definitely feels good. I definitely am not the wisest coach or the oldest coach or the toughest coach by any means, but uh, I'm going to continue to work to get there. I feel like you're a modern coach in some ways. I feel like you're, you're a newer school coach that has figured out that, that the old, the old yellers are, are kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's the way of the modern coach. I think you're a communicator. That's, and that's kind of my goal there. Um, I think there's a place in time for the old school yellers where you're, you know, you get in their face and you kind of yell and you, you let them know, you know, this is right. This is wrong. That type of thing. But there's more to it than that. In my opinion, there's, especially with this generation of kids, you gotta, you gotta relate to them before you can, before you can be the old school yeller. You can't just be the old school yeller all the time. Uh, you got to build that relationship and kind of figure out what makes them tick. And then once you figure out what makes them tick, you can figure out how to make them their best. And that's why you're the coach of the month, because you communicate and you figure out with each kid how to make them the best, just like a lot of the great coaches that you played for, Jeb. Yep. Coach Baker, he was just like that. You know, he was, you know, knowledge beyond his days, basically, because uh, that's what he did with us. You know, we gelled. We went. We played soccer every day at the park all summer long. You know, we were a group. We were a team. We were friends. And I hear that's what council has going for him now. You got a great system. The other thing about Gene Baker, when I he was one of the first legends that we interviewed on this show, and former English teacher. Yes, he just he said he learned from everything. That was his thing was was to learn from from everything, and it's kind of like what you're doing right now by having kids read read books about leadership and bringing in life lessons to help them realize that this is about more than just more than just football. Yeah, no, and that's the goal. And I mean, when you get those applications back for the leadership council and you see a kid and he just says, uh, you know, I my greatest feeling to be on this leadership council is because I've realized this is more than just football. And you see that and you're like, bingo, like you get it. I think one of the most impressive things about what you're doing there is it's tough to have a good football and a good soccer program. Because they're both fall sports. And in a lot of schools, all the athletes tend to go out for one or the other. But in Collinsville and in Belleville-Altoff, those two schools jump out to the front of my mind. They get their fair share of athletes in both sports. Yeah, no, it's it's great to see the football program catch up to the soccer program because the soccer program has been great for, for so long, many years. So it's great to see that uh, 
we're starting to get some some athletes to stay out and believe in this team and kind of uh, fight for it. And when you get two fall sports that are yeah. doing really well, that really builds that uh, community relationship up too. Soccer team won the Southwestern Conference uh, again this year. So the soccer team had a strong year, tough loss, I believe, to Edwardsville in yeah. the uh, – Sectional maybe? Yeah. yeah. Regional semifinal or something like that. And then uh, Edwardsville beat, beat O'Fallon the next round. Anyway, well, you're – doing great things there with the football program. Do you feel like your popularity is just continuing to grow? Are people recognizing you on the streets now? Um, there's definitely, you know, around town that people recognize me. I wouldn't say I'm a celebrity or anything like that as many times as uh, my assistant coaches like to tease me and poke me and say that, uh, you know, I'm going to get the key to the city or whatever. Uh, they like to have jokes like that. But, no, nah, I mean, I'm just – at the end of the day, I'm just a football coach trying to do what's best for his kids and best for the community. Speaking of being popular, do you have uh – New college coaches calling, now starting to recruit players? Um, we're starting to get there. Uh, definitely starting to get there. It was uh, year one, I had a couple here and there that would come in, and now year two, I'm starting to build relationships with these college coaches, and other ones are starting to kind of get the hint, like, oh, we're building something now at Collinsville. Like, we got to see what these kids are about, too. That's a great, that's a great point. Did anybody uh, get a scholarship this year? Um, so right now, I have – Two that are going to commit to McKendry, both Colby and Jerry are going to commit to McKendry. They're going to be roommates together. They're going to they're going to go down there and thrive there at McKendry. And then I've got uh, I've got probably three to five other seniors that are still in the process of looking. They've got offers, but they haven't chosen um, necessarily their school yet. So it's great to see that we've got uh, all these kids that are getting these chances to go to the next level. I knew Colby. I thought that I saw that on Twitter. And Devin Hall, who we just had, yeah. um, I showed you his picture from uh, Redbud. He's going also. There we go. Yeah, uh, McKendry's doing a great job of keeping keeping all these kids local. They're doing a great job recruiting right now. Absolutely. Kudos to McKendry for giving all these local kids an opportunity to play. Yeah. And Good I mean, for them. Coach Rafek, what their defensive coordinator, He's he lives in Collinsville, and he's been in my school I don't five times this year just try, talking to me, talking to kids, just trying to see see what we've got. So they're doing a great job of keeping anybody that can play football that maybe they're not getting Division One looks, but they're getting other looks, but they're keeping all of them right around town, which is great for them. I don't know if I asked you this already, but what were your numbers like this year? Because they were growing last time I talked to you, and that was a big key for you in your success going into it. Yeah, so we ended up finishing the season right around 95, um, which is still better than we had better than we finished last year with. So I'm hoping this freshman class is going to continue to grow that and uh, I mean, we keep giving football this positive recognition that it there's no way it can't grow. How much interaction do you have with the middle school football programs? Uh a pretty good decent amount because uh so we work really well with the Collinsville Raiders which is kind of our middle school program and then two of my assistant coaches are also PE teachers at the middle school so they're recruiting the halls for me all the time they're letting me know who's who's hanging out and who looks good in PE class and who doesn't and hey this we got to figure out a way to get this kid out for football and so we'll make that a priority here uh later in the spring I scout for tennis players in PE class all the time <laughs> I always look and I promise you I saw a boy playing tennis last year, and he was playing against our number one kid in our team. And I'm like, that kid is not bad. I mean, like, he stayed in some rallies, so I went and talked to him. Turns out he moved here from, oh, I don't remember where, but he, he plays football for Eversville. He does track, and okay. so he, but he played tennis before he moved here from, from some other country, and he actually could play tennis. Yeah, those... I'm sitting here watching this kid playing play PE class, and I think, I've discovered a prodigy. <laughs> Dang it, I got to find out that kid. He throws, he throws a shot put. I'll, I'll find out his name. Okay. Okay. Boy. So you all amped, amped up for next year? Yeah, can't wait. I mean, I'm really excited. Obviously, we've got a lot of work to do here in the next six months till June when summer practice starts, but uh, there's, there's plenty of fun to have until then. Any leading court, any leading candidates for quarterback? Too early to talk about that yet. Um, I'm well. So my quarterback this year was junior Ethan Bagwell. So he's gonna he's gonna probably have the have the speed seat next year, and, and unless he's got some competitors that that want to challenge it. So that's I'm, right. I'm always Colby switched. Positions. Yeah, I'm always up for a competition though. So if somebody wants it and wants to challenge him for it, you know. and he's he'll be a senior next year. You said yeah, Ethan will be a senior next year. He's a he's a great baseball player. He's committed to Mizzou right now to pitch. Oh so. no kidding! Wow. Yeah, he's a great baseball. Player too. Wow. Okay. Well, so 
you'll probably be running a similar offense again next year then. Yeah, I'd assume so. So we're going to look to fill that running back spot that Jerry yeah. had and Colby kind of mixed in there too. So we'll look to fill those two spots and shore up the offensive line. But uh, the offense won't change a whole lot. We'll have a couple of little tricks up our sleeve that, I, that I'm planning on now. But other than that, uh, continue to do what we've been doing. And the weight room's going well? Yeah, absolutely. The kids, uh, kids kind of know we kind of got a – Got our butts handed to us a little bit there by Brother Rice in Chicago. They're they're a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. So they're they're kind of buying into the process that uh, this is kind of where we need to hit it hard. We got to get faster. We got to get bigger. Winter winter time is such an important time for football programs. What about the kids that are playing basketball? Yeah, so it's I mean our athletic PE is great. Where we, they we still see them every day. Um, I've got two kids on the varsity team, Chase Reynolds and KJ Thorswatt, and I still see them every single day during sixth hour, both of them. And, uh, you know, they still lift. And we've got modified lifts and exercises for them to do on game days or whether they're in practice days or in-season or off-season. Uh, we kind of modify it for every every single athlete. Coach Burgess really helps out a lot with that. Um, he does a great job in there with me. But um, all of our multi-sport athletes, we, we give them all the attention they, they need to continue to get better. All right. Coach Rhodes, congratulations. Color Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Coach of the Month, our first one ever. Oh, that's an honor. Well, thank you very much. That's very deserving. You're, you're very deserving. You had another fantastic year. You have turned around the culture there for Kayhawk football, and I think you're doing great things here, and I appreciate your innovativeness as a football coach. I'll put it to you that way. What yeah. do you think, Jeb? Totally. These kids are going to look back 10, 20 years out of high school and be like, that coach, he changed my life. There you go. Big thanks tonight to guests Zach Klostermeyer, Colton Rhodes, Jeb Blassingame, and for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller, Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blassingame, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Thanks to intern Keaton Anderson. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.